Welcome to Radio ISO, the podcast for anyone out there in self-isolation who's really missing someone right now. It's a frightening time and we don't yet know how the next weeks will unfold. So during that period, this will be a place to tell your stories about the people you love and miss. I'm your host, Emily Sargent. Today I spoke to Kat, who's a friend I love very much, who's also brilliant comedian, writer and actress. She talked to me about her dad. It feels like you're just in a library, you know, and you need to be quiet and you just sort of, there's part, you know, that, that sort of instinct where you just think, I want to scream. I want to like yeah. book sofa. <laughs> Not that I at all want to do any sort of like illegal behaviour, but it's it's really interesting, sort of having those the these boundaries. So I'm all right. I sort of have had the occasional cry, um, yeah. But then I do that anyway. So it's just trying to like oh, <laughs> work I out know. what is my general. I've gone from being surprising emotions, or whether it's. Um, it's hard to know if you're if you're a weeper like I mean I normally yeah. I'm like weeping on a bus once a week so yes what, what's that what's coronavirus who knows um, yeah you're just sort of weeping from home it's just like different you know less places to <laughs> it's less it's certainly it's less public now that's one thing but, <laughs> just open your window I'm just like I'm crying everyone people need to see this this is a bit too contained fi- and private for me. Yeah, I'm not getting as much of a performance out of it. I also feel like I'm losing, a thing I thought last night was I'm losing all kind of concept of time and space. Like I sort of don't ever know when I should be eating or what time of day it is because everything's just blurring into one. Um, which I guess that's, but I was like you because I've been working from home for a bit and I thought, I'm really good at this. I'm like yeah. <laughs> fine at like I'm really good at structure and all of that. And it turns out I'm just absolutely not. I've just um everything's gone to shit this week. <laughs> I think it's really but, good that we're still disappointing ourselves and still really <laughs> self-flagellating and I think that's a really in the middle of a pandemic. What's important hard on yourself as possible during Absolutely. This time. Well, I don't want to come out of it with like a big ego. I've got to keep um, keep staying real. Exactly, um, or particularly toned as well. You wouldn't want to come out feeling like a, <laughs> you know a better version of yourself. But um, yeah, everyone keeps on saying I find the positives, and there are a few in terms of like realizing you're not an extrovert. You're actually an introvert. Like just you know, like realizing that you actually need quite a lot of time on your own to sort of process stuff. But then this is taking. Yeah. To the extreme you sort of spend some time with yourself and you're like that's not me at all I know. <laughs> you've got yourself completely wrong it's so funny because like and and I'm arrogantly like I'm quite a self-aware person and it turns out I'm not at all I don't know <laughs> don't know anything about myself what did you learn um, from this time I've just got to really know myself got to really <laughs> got to the bottom of it all <laughs> didn't help anyone didn't sort of do anything in the community I yes. just really got <laughs> Just got to know myself. Got to know myself. Time well spent. So I'm going to talk about my dad. 
um, Anthony Raymond Bond um, is his name, Tone. Um, <laughs> he is, we're actually really quite quite similar. Um, and I think I want to speak about him mainly because um, the we, we went for a walk just before it was uh, sort of, lockdown and isolation and he was fine we were still sort of distancing and um both of us were just finding it like really weird that we couldn't just like hug each other and it made me realize how similar we are in terms of the way we communicate with people and um mm. stuff like that so that's why I sort of like chose him and neither of us are particularly great with um with words sometimes and you just sort of need to be in the room with someone so uh that's why I sort of spoke about him because it feels to made the most difference in terms of our relationship but um yeah he's he, he's a great guy he looks a bit like the pringle man he's got um <laughs> mustache he's a little man he's sort of very sharp dresser very friendly very funny is um kind of always he's quite nosy and he's always got something to say on everything even though um you know, hasn't doesn't always know loads about the subject, but we'll continue to talk about it. Um, and he was very sort of active in my sister and I's like life in terms of sport and stuff. And um, he never really says it, but everyone's like, "Oh," because he was so into sport and football, and he still is. Um, he was sort of everyone said, "Oh, did you want you know? Did you want sons?" And he's like, "No, no, I love the girls." But we were very much um, <laughs> he's uh, he's sort of sporting he was sort of like our coach whether it be from sort of like athletics or anything he used to take I was going to say country. what so what sport did you used to do so we used to do oh, we did all sorts of sports but um mainly athletics so we both my sister and I were part of Harlow running club um in Essex and he would sort of take us around to every like meet you know crystal palace like to all these different places um and sort of when we used to do cross country would literally be running around with us. And he wasn't really a pushy dad, but he was certainly competitive <laughs> sort of running around <laughs> with us. Like, our, we were basically running with our friends and he'd be like, keep up with Leanna, keep up with Leanna. <laughs> like he was sort of running alongside us and we'd be happy wherever we finished, but he was really sport. He was like an amazing footballer. And I think that kind of has, has carried on. He wasn't great with the old discipline that like my mum used to work in the hospital in the evening and he used to look after us and he used to have to use my mum as sort of a threat, as in my mum would definitely be the people who, person who was sort of in charge of discipline and <laughs> discipline, mm. that sounds really harsh, but sort of <laughs> whipping us into shape and he'd have to say, come on girls, night is on, come on mummy said and he'd have to get my mum on the phone and oh. we'd just be running right. We sort of associated him with fun and lack of structure and you know being the silly one I suppose <laughs> so we used to run riot but um what yeah. would so in in those evenings when your mum was at work were you ever like naughty or was it just like trying to sort of go to bed a bit later oh yeah no we were definitely naughty we'd just be out of control we'd be we'd always just be sort of quite hyperactive and running a riot sort of thing and just basically trying to wind him up just knowing it's a bit like a supply teacher situation not the supply <laughs> teacher but we were just like we knew what we could get away with and um he couldn't help but we've got a really similar sense of humor me my sister and and him and um we could just really easily try and 
make him laugh. You know, like the laughter competition. You could just see the little smile. Like he'd be trying to tell us off, but still a little smile would be creeping in his uh, in his mouth. So yeah, we used to mind him. It's quite funny thinking about that that time. Like, a really long time ago. But, yeah. Over quite a long period of time, that he would be looking after us in the evenings. And mum mm. and dad sort of used to just do a, you know, relay and um, and sort of hand over sort of thing. And he's not the greatest cook and, you know, <laughs> so it's lots of, he just sort of had us for the evenings and that's when we'd sort of all come, be, you know, come alive. So he had to sort of put up with that. But What kind of stuff did he used to make you for dinner? Oh, I don't know, just reheating stuff that mum, my mum's like an amazing cook and we've always, it's like, took my sister years to sort of get the confidence um, with cooking just because she's so, you know, when someone's like really, really good at something. Um, yeah. And so you sort of feel slightly daunted by the prospect. So it's taken us years. So he's he's literally just retired. That's one of the things that has um, popped the reason why I wanted to speak to him as well, uh, speak about him as well, because so he one of his things is oh I'll do all this you know when I'm retired you know get good at cooking and get down the gym and do all these different things so he literally the week before um the week before we all uh were, were isolating he he retired so literally on the Tuesday um mm. so it's been quite a weird retirement he's been working in the same company since he was like 16 and he's um he literally retired like a week ago. So it's it's been quite mad, I think, for him. Thinking about that, how do you think he's finding self-isolation? Like, does he does he miss the kind of buzz of chatting to people and being around different people? Yeah. I texted him, actually, and I was just like, oh, I'm doing a little... I just sort of told him what I was doing because we, when we saw each other, we were trying to work out, like, what we, what, what we missed. And my sister gave us this tip that we had to, like, hug ourselves instead of like hugging each other but he just texts me and he's really funny with a text like he loves an emoji um but and he loves house party like he's always on house party so he's really up on the technology but he texted me and just said hugs I said what do you miss what do you think you miss and he said hugs slash kisses slash social chat which lifts your mood slash laugh debt which I think means laughter sharing a meal talking and discussing sport slash jokes, slash observing people, slash people watching, slash feeling part of something rather than alone. Which was oh. just, like, <laughs> just broke my heart. That I is like, oh. heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, and it's such an adjustment, I think, like, just, the you know, because he did have a routine yeah. rather than us freelancers. He had a sort of, like, set pattern of what he did, but, Yeah. I think yeah, he really misses those things. I think just like the social, I think if you're someone who really feeds off that, um, like we did a video call and I, I was basically just, everyone else was talking in the family and then me and him were just sort of like making silly faces and just, it's interesting like how you communicate and that's what made me think of him in terms of how, why he's finding this the hardest because mm. we're not great on the phone. It's more just like silly sounds, like if we're in the house together, it's just sort of, being completely childish basically and a lot of those things that are really subtle and small and they're not about a sit-down conversation or an email yeah. with someone um, yeah those are definitely the things that I'm missing with sort of with friendships is the kind of 
I guess it's it's not quite the same, but I don't know, the tiny things that you don't even think about, like putting a hand on someone's shoulder or Yeah. Um I guess I probably maybe have quite like tactile friends and I just I I'd never notice that that was a thing that I uh, took a lot of comfort from but as you and it's the same as well like having a conversation online all of those like tiny little expressions of people's faces that you miss and um it's just a whole different world um yeah but I so do you touch think- thing is really and I felt the same and it was funny when dad texts out I was a bit like oh we sound like we're just like one of those really annoying families who are just always hugging all the time it's not really about <laughs> yeah. that it's more just a silly thing you know like just I don't know, even just like winding people up. It just feels like certain things are just a little bit harder. Certain things are, 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 you know, are funnier in terms of like loads of people just sharing loads of videos and sharing loads of like funny bits and bobs. But it's more just like your own private language. I think that's what I was thinking about. And I agree with like mates. If you think about when we'd see each other, you sort of, there's certain times when you're not even speaking but you just know that Mm. person's there or reacting to something in the conversation or you know supporting someone by just a touch it's like I mean I'm proving now it's hard to finish a sentence so I can really do with that physical (laughs) you know I'm wondering my hands around (laughs) the same it's like if you if if language isn't your first You know, mastermind subject. It's like really useful to be able to have all those other things um, to help you communicate and for people to work out what you mean. If you could kind of um, sum up your dad's best qualities, what do you think they would be? I think his best quality is to be able to communicate with lots of different people in terms of from all walks of life. And I'm not saying he's travelled the world just in terms of being able to find a point of connection with someone really easily. Um, Mm -hmm. And also he's just so nosy, like he knows everyone in the street. It's like I say to my mum, who is that? And she's like, I don't know, your dad's just out there chatting to them. And he's got the full story, obviously not at the moment, but he's got the full story (laughs) of kind of where their daughter works and you know what's the dog they've got and the problems they're having yeah. in their house and he's just got the full information so I feel like him just being able to tap into things really um easy like, particularly with strangers as in he sometimes gets very I'm sure you wouldn't mind me saying but sort of anxious about certain like social situations but to be able to just yeah communicate with people quite quickly and kind of tap into their rhythm and energy not in a sort of psychopathic way but in a sort of um you know just is able to connect with people really quickly and make people feel at ease um so yeah I would say that's like a big a big thing for him so it's like a whole part of his box of tricks is sort of out the window at the moment (laughs) I've been dreaming and thinking a lot about past things that I've not thought about for ages and I don't know whether the mind being a bit quieter has meant that stuff has been allowed in I really I love the image by the way of you and your sister just like it's 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 the phrase of his like telling you to get your nicies on which is breaking my heart I keep thinking about that but um (laughs) has your (laughs) I think it's because I'm thinking about myself as like an obese child in a nicie as well and that is a 
Sad. Yeah, we didn't really rock a nighty. Like, we were pretty feral. Like, we look at our hair and we're just like absolute wild child. My sister's got this mop of blonde hair. Um, she was very cute and sort of got away with it. But yeah, I'm not even sure we had nighties. It was just like, we, yeah, nighties on just feels like. And there's yogurts in the there's yogurts in the fridge was always a big one. As in, if you wanted sweets, that's quite a common one. I've heard quite a lot of people saying that. Like, there's fruit in the fruit bowl, yogurts in the fridge. Don't ask the thing that, <laughs> the thing that blows my mind now, which I've been I was talking to someone else about the other day, is how in the 90s we would just eat like a yogurt or so, like have basically a sort of a full trifle and then go to bed. Like I would yeah. sort of have a kind of like 9 p.m. dessert and then it was uh, I just was and a, and a sort of pint of orange juice and then it was like <laughs> yes. cool off. Off to bed. Sugar I don't know crash. what we were thinking. Yeah. I used to, for bre- <laughs> regularly on the way to school, and I lived in Birmingham, I would stop off at the garage and have a bag of Haribo Tang plastics and a bottle of Sunny Delight for my breakfast. It's like, what? What were we doing? bouncing off the walls. And How have I got any the- teeth left? I know. Is- yeah, and the teeth, yeah. <laughs> I know. My teeth, my poor teeth. I've seen the results, you know. He's like a really huge cheerleader and supporter and sometimes that can be like frustrating because you just think like he's always just sending me <laughs> like work wise he's always just sending me bits of things like he's always manages to find on Twitter like he'll find this interview like he'll find this podcast and then send it on to me and he'll like find reviews he's just like a constant like supporter and you just know he's always got got your back which is lovely um but yeah I think it's probably the humor that's what I kind of get it's like no one else we've got like a similar like laugh and a similar vibe and yeah and yeah I look up look up to him a lot like we always joke in terms of he's always like I never went to uni or never did this but he's like clever in his own way and um yeah look up look up to him a lot and I think that physical thing of worrying about your parents it's like that's been a sort of they're like almost like two boxes side by side is sort of worrying about not seeing them and then just checking in on like whether they're okay like how are you feeling today and you know just mm. trying to keep that going so it's like two different things isn't it at the moment working alongside mm-hmm. each other has there been a key point in your life when he's supported you I mean certainly throughout like our childhoods he was supporting us in terms of you know activities and just like making our life as sort of rich as as possible um, not necessarily financially, but just sort of active, you know, activity-wise. He always sort of has a pearl of wisdom. Um, and it's sort of, me and my sister always say, oh, good one, Dad. Like, but it's always like it's a surprise. That's probably because we're horrible daughters. Um, <laughs> but he sort of, he does have a wisdom about him um, in terms of just certain things he says. And um, you sort of forget that he's sort of lived quite a lot of life and so he has got quite a lot of even though we're not in you know I think our worlds are quite different in terms of um like the choices we've made and stuff but yeah he's certainly got some pearls of pearls of wisdom so my my final question to you was going to be whether there was anything you've never said to your dad before that you would like to oh god (laughs) That just makes me feel so emotional. That's really weird, isn't it? Just like that. Just like, um, 
I think I've said a lot of the things in terms of how proud I am of him and I've bigged him up no end. Um, <laughs> what, what have I never said to him? Mm. I've never said put your nightie on. <laughs> but edit that bit, edit that bit. Um, <laughs> that's weird, it's gone so um, This whole chat has proved that we do often say things to each other and maybe not through words, but we're always kind of, communicating so I suppose just that I that I really miss you and um that you're brilliant and thanks for taking me to cross country <laughs> <laughs> look where it's got me <laughs> Olympics 2021 maybe no um, could still happen could still happen yeah no I think that we like, I think yeah just we'll just keep chatting and and thanks and thank you maybe maybe I don't say thank you enough because um, we tend to just wind each other up so uh, yeah not very sentimental but we're slashy all the time when we see each other if you'd like to come on and tell us about someone you're missing we'd love to hear from you get in touch at radioisopodcast at gmail.com or on instagram at radioisopod 